This is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn on your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go. Do we want to get right? What's up, everyone, and welcome to Rock Out Loud. This is the uh, this is the this is the dingy corner of the Golaverse your mama told you not to hang out in, and we are glad to be here. We're going to be celebrating a group that um, a band that that I was introduced to through this very show with our very co-host uh, on this episode, and we're going to look forward to doing a listen through their latest album, uh, The Struts. We're talking about and their latest album. Strange something. I've got to. I walked away from it a while ago, and I got to find it again. Strange days. Strange. Why can't I remember days? I'm an idiot. That's why. Anyhow, it's not just me, of course. Um, because if it was, what a loser show this would be. I do have with me, of course, the rockinest chick in the land. It's Kristen in Jersey. What's going on, Kristen? Hello, everybody. I wish I could roll my R's for you know a Luke Spiller intro, but I don't have that mm, talent. I can. I can do that. The struts. He will he'll roll some R's in a heartbeat now. I know. When, not so much on this album that we're going to listen to. But oh, well, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, we're going to talk about this as, as we get close to it, um, or as we get close to it, as we get started with it. But before we get into all that, uh, before we rec- started recording, I was talking about, in our live chat right now, Mixler.com slash Goliverse, um, we really apparently only have two listeners. Um, Realtor Angie and Lisa Cipher. So we're going to, like any good rock band would do, we're still going to play our hearts out for you. Absolutely. We love you guys. That's right. And <clears throat> the other day on the Big Honkin' Show, and I guess it's been several weeks ago, I was playing that one Survivor song that's not I Have the Tiger. <laughs> I don't even know what that song okay, is. Okay, we played it. Uh, that We did an episode of songs that aren't popular or song, you know, songs that aren't the main songs by these one hit wonder type groups. Or I forget what the whole point was, but this is when second counts by survivor. So, you know, <clears throat> I'm playing that on the big honking show and that led me down a little rabbit hole. I'm like, what else has survivor ever done? Really? Uh-huh. And Kristen, I texted you and told you that that's when I learned that it was Survivor. I forget what song it was, but there was a song that they had written. Um, that oh, I was. Oh yes, 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 I remember this. That I was absolutely shocked by uh, to find out, and and you too were shocked. Yeah, because I mean, I am not well versed in the uh, the world of Survivor. <laughs> right, right, and so so I pulled up. That day, but Lisa was like naming Survivor songs left and right oh that day God, in the chat. And <laughs> I was just like, "Do we have a Survivor super fan here, or, or what's happening with this?" And um, and she's just like, "No, I just grew up with these people, and they were always listening to this, blah blah." And I'm like, "Okay, but I mean, like, just kept." And then she even sent an email said, "Oh, I forgot to mention this one." I mean, just dropping Survivor knowledge <laughs> left and right. I wish I could remember. Is it can't hold back? 
It doesn't sound right. Is it high on you? But anyhow, you see what kind of other stuff that is on their best of album. So it's crazy. Anyhow. Is it rocking into the night? Yes, it's rocking into the night. I just found our text. Okay. <laughs> right. I've been scrolling the whole time to find it. It's going to drive me crazy. And you were like, I don't really know rocking into the night. Um, yeah, I don't. Rocking into the night, I think, was made popular by um, Thirty Eight Special. Um, okay, because Thirty Eight Special was massive at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And obviously, <laughs> can't get anything by you, Kristen. I mean, Bon Jovi opened up for Thirty Eight Special. Right. That's how big they were. Steve. Right. Well, Don't make fun of me. Well, you'll you'll recognize this. You recognize that intro? A little. Okay. It sounds vaguely familiar. All right. Well, that's 38 Special, Rockin' Into the Night. Rockin' Into the Night, Rockin' Into the Night. You know. Not to be confused with Rock the Night by Europe. Yeah, or Into the Night with by Santana featuring Chad Kroger. Because I know, because I know what a to go away from your creed <laughs> reputation. I know what a Nickelback fan you are. <laughs> I definitely dive into the world of Nickelback. Kristen, I got to tell you, it really given, and I know, I, look, we we've been through your life experience with music and everything, <laughs> <clears throat> so I understand that you're not, and I understand why you're not. I understand how you grew up, and and you know what you grew up on, and everything. But every now and again, I forget that a little bit. I forget that you were the kid who, when it wasn't cool to have Bon Jovi posters in your locker, you did and that sort of thing. Yep. <clears throat> but, yes, I did. And I'm not making fun. I'm saying like every now and again, I just forget that. And I just think about the actual time when you were coming up. And it really does sometimes surprise me that you're not out here like banging the drum for the calling or even Nickelback. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like you... I mean calling had that great song wherever you will go that's right that's right great it, song smallville scene you know historic mm -hmm. and that other smallville scene that they, that he was listening to the calling when he hit him when he hit clark oh my god yes where yeah. was the more rocking one i forget the name of it me too but don't think i didn't have that cd you know <laughs> i literally have a playlist on my itunes it's just smallville songs as do i do too <laughs> It's so ridiculous. I have well, there was someone who who I knew at the time, and like they just made basically mixed CDs of all the Smallville music they could find. Oh, perfection! And um, <clears throat> and and it was, and so I've got like forty seven, forty eight songs that were off of Smallville. Whew. Yeah, but they don't have the Rockin' Calling song on there. What was that song called? Good night. Now I'm gonna um. Our Google history is just going to be ridiculous. Yeah, it's going to be like, why are you looking for the calling? I should, it, like, but really what's going to happen is Google's going to reach out and slap me like, no, you're better than this, Steve. Like, just stop it. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I only have, oh, okay, I didn't, I never brought the CD over here. Oh I, never brought, I never, I never brought the CD to my iTunes, therefore. Unstoppable. We're, we're not, oh, is that what it was? Yeah, you want to know what I googled? Literally, what? Smallville song Lex hit Clark. The calling. Not <laughs> and it came right up. Oh, Thank that's, you, Krypton Site. That's Still a, coming in clutch. Yes. Oh my gosh, Krypton Site. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. So. What a throwback. 
Is it called Unstoppable? It literally says, Unstoppable by the Calling. This is played when Lex Luthor is driving down the road, talking on his yeah, cell phone. Yeah, okay, about to drive you're right. Off the bridge. It's track number one, and how about I just absolutely looked right past it because I assume track number one was wherever you will go, but nope. <laughs> it's, it's Unstoppable. I got to play a little bit of it. That's enough. All right. <laughs> Angsty Lex, you know, can you just feel it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, just mad about his dad sending him to Smallville. He's yep. not paying any attention. There's some his black long coat. Yeah, and, and some kind of rolled up piece of fence just fell off a truck over that bridge. And Clark don't they always? <laughs> yeah. And Clark's just sitting there moping about Lana and <clears throat> and a friendship was born. <laughs> Steve and Kristen first actually met talking ha- about Smallville. Uh, and how about their friendship? The stuff of legends, ladies and gentlemen. Yes! <clears throat> so, <laughs> oh my gosh, when I think about the lines from that from that show that just every, that resonated with them, our, our friendship will be the stuff of legends. I oh. am the villain of this story. I am the villain of the mm-hmm. story! Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good! <laughs> you were right about me all along, Mr. Ken. Yes, ah! I am the villain of this story. Oh my gosh. And it's like that pause before he says it. <laughs> yep. Oh, so good. Yes, and then um, the lesser the lesser known and lesser appreciated, good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. <laughs> I loved you like a brother, Clark, but it has to end this way. Oh my gosh. You know what? I've not watched that finale since it actually finaled. Like the like season the, seven? The series finale. Oh, really? Yeah. I've watched it. It still makes me cry. Yeah. I don't you know what? I don't know that I have watched rewatched an rewatched an episode past season seven, to be honest with you. I, I think mean, season eight was not the best. <laughs> season eight was rough. Uh, season eight was not season six and good. season eight to me were were some of the rougher ones. Yeah, well, because it wasn't season eight, like, writer's strike, where, like... No, that was season seven. That was um, uh, Lex's last season. It was... Oh, yeah, because it was kind of, like, I don't know, I, it felt like they were, like, loose ends. Yeah, it was the whole... they were coming back. It was the whole Veritas thing. Um, yes. Lex kills Lionel. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Throws him right out the window. Right out the window. And doesn't <laughs> care. Just does not care. Yeah. Because he is the villain of the story. <clears throat> he is the villain of the story. But season eight opened up with like Clark in Russia or something. Oh, yeah. I have a vague memory. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had, you know, the whole like Lana arc. Yeah. Yeah. Where she comes back and has the powers. Wasn't good. Yeah. No, not good at all. No. It was not good. And then you had the almost kiss of Lois and Clark and that infamous orange dress. Oh, I don't remember that. You don't remember the orange dress at Chloe's wedding? Oh, I, I forgot about yes. Chloe getting married. Yes, I mean I know she's a taboo subject now, but well, you know what? Forget about that. It's it's too it's too bad that that's the case. Uh, and by too bad, I mean like it's absolutely evil the person that she became. You were, <laughs> yeah. we were wrong about her all along. She is the villain of the story. Seriously, um, I love. Was it Dave? Was it Dave Jones that was like? Oh, uh, in the in the Golden like, Verse. Like, yeah, and you were like, "Tell us how you really feel, Dave." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dave Jones was like, it Shout was out. awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, if you like to know Dave, is to absolutely love Dave because he's just got the best heart in the whole wide world. 
and 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 Dave also is very given to knee jerk emotional reactions about things. So he will he will he will offer up an opinion quick. And there there are times when I've had to like talk him down like hey buddy this isn't I think you're being a little too brutal here, you know, that sort of thing. And so uh our friend Rich posted just an update about um the stuff that's gone on with that whole cult situation and and some of the rulings that came down and and it's that uh, Allison Mack got involved in this has nothing to do with rock out loud but it's all staying in <laughs> and um and so so Rich says that she was she got involved in well Jeffrey Long points out she didn't just get involved she ran it and was second in command and Her so, initials are on the brand. So Dave Jones says of the man, Keith Rainier, who has been sentenced to 120 years in prison, scumbag, and what? so is she. <laughs> I was immediately like... <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just said, I wish Dave Jones had an opinion about it. So great. That, like, made my day. Yeah. It's like, times we live in sometimes you just oh. need like a little bit of joy and yes that brought me joy. yes well what i've also loved you know you're speaking of a little bit of joy i don't i i'm not sure how you feel about this group but one of dave's favorite groups is smashing pumpkins okay and so he's been posting on his facebook just a lot of like smashing pumpkin lyrics and links to songs and stuff you know and i guess because that makes him feel good during these times and i'm like how can this make anybody feel good dave <laughs> but I well, mean, today is the greatest day he's ever known. That's true. That's true. Jump down. It's 1979. Um, but but so so it's just funny to see him because, like, you know, he's already in this mindset of, like, on edge because, like I say, he processes things so deeply. <laughs> and just to be, like, scumbag, and so is she. All right, yeah, I'm looking at the orange dress. Now, that's a weird choice for a wedding, huh? I know, but it's iconic. Mm-hmm. Is like it? that color looks great on her. Yeah, 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 yeah. What I if, mean, that will always be the time that they almost kissed, and you know, it got ruined. But then they actually—that was Doomsday. Season eight was Doomsday, wasn't it? Yes. Sam Witwer and everything. Yeah. Yes, I was yeah. gonna say whatever that guy's name was. Yeah. I'm glad you remembered. Of course, I do. <laughs> um, so, all right. Anyhow, we can't sit here and talk about Smallville. Anyway, I mean, that's, we, another podcast. that's a whole other podcast. But did you see the? Did you at least see the clip of his um, appearance in the new stuff that's on the CW? Oh, in uh, in, oh my god! In, I almost said Infinity War. Yeah, but basically, Crisis on Infinite Earth. Yes, Crisis yeah. on Infinite. Yes, I of course I did. Steve. Okay, I didn't know. I mean, I didn't want to assume. It just felt really weird not having Michael Rosenbaum's Lex. I was like, ew, I don't sure. like this Lex. Yeah, well, um, which he, people say he's great, but he I is. mean, from that one episode, I wasn't loving it. No, well, he's John Cryer for crying out loud. I know. Didn't love that Clark gave up his powers in that nope, world. Me either. Me either. Didn't like that. And but, and the Clark Kent I know, if someone if someone shows up and zaps people out of existence and says he's Lex Luthor, <laughs> I mean, the Clark that I know from Smallville is like, Lois, the whole universe is in danger. I've got to head north. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go talk to dad about getting these powers back. <laughs> Oh my god. But now Brandon Routh also did a turn as Superman. 
which I thought Brandon Routh was spectacular. Oh, and of course honestly, he was. I think. I mean, we've talked about this before too. Like you and I both are into Superman Returns. Sure. Like I feel like he totally got like the raw end of the deal. Like I would now. Henry Cavill is my ultimate man. Right. Okay. But if this was like if we were doing you know Infinite Earths, I would love to see like another universe with Brandon Routh yes. playing like not Christopher Reeve Superman, but his own. Exactly. Yes. Great. Yes. He was I, great. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. Um, so anyhow, all right. Well, that is our geeking out section for this <laughs> rock out loud. The other day, I asked. I said, "Do we want to do a um, my anniversary's coming up? In fact, um, in a few days. Ooh, yeah." Congrats. And so, um, two years married, and uh, and and so we're taking a little trip, and I and I knew we wanted to get something recorded, so I texted you and said, "Hey, you want to do something next week so we can get this out to the masses and all?" And you're like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Well, what do you want to do?" And you're like, "Well, the Struts put out this new album," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "What?" Yeah. And like you, it was you were uncharacteristically silent about it when I said the Struts' new album. <laughs> I was saving it for this. Yeah, and. <laughs> And I'm just like, well, then, yes, we're going to listen to the Struts' new album. It's called Strange Days. I've happened to pull up the clean version, so I don't know if that's going to make a difference or not. I don't think so. I, like, thinking of it, like, I don't even, I can't even think of a song that I'm like, oh, yeah, that has cursing in it. Yeah, well, I mean, Amazon has a clean and explicit version, so I don't know. Okay. But um, before we move into this, Kristen, you say that a lot of people who, the circles you run in of people who enjoy the struts, they're not necessarily fans of this album. Yeah, man. A lot of people don't like this. Um, A lot of people don't think it's very good. Um, And like, even like their fans, fans, like on like their fan group on Facebook, like people are like, this album is boring. This album doesn't have anything special about it. Mm. I mean, I have... as I've gotten older, I have learned to, I don't have to fight every battle, but one person said that, <laughs> that there's no glam rock influence on this record at all. And they just oh, wow. sound like a regular radio rock band. Wow. And I responded and said, Hey, um, so when you say regular radio rock band, like who are you referring to? Because when I hear regular rock band, I think of like shine down five finger death punch the foo fighters i know that's sacrilege to some mm. but i think they are as vanilla as vanilla gets oh for my a rock gosh band. that you're hurting me right there now oh yeah i'm throwing down the gauntlet i don't care <laughs> <laughs> because all these foo fighter fans think they discovered the struts first it's like yo get in line honey whatever um <laughs> i wish like, i wish Kristen had an opinion i know <laughs> i'm always good for not having an opinion um but like the, everybody was, she was like, oh, well, like, well, I think of like Dirty Honey. And I think of this other band that I've never heard of in my life, like Blue Feathers. Like, that's what this record sounds like. There's nothing special about it. And I'm like, I can't even talk to you because one, I don't even know who Blue Feathers is. And two, Dirty Honey is good, but like Dirty Honey wishes they were the struts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking there, for. Now, there, are, there are some dogs on this record. There sure. are some songs I do not like. All right, we'll I have pulled it. up Blue Feathers. It might not be Blue Feathers, but like it was something stupid. Like, okay, uh, because this I don't know. This does not look like rock. This looks like hip hop. Oh, then it probably is. Like I said, like it was just something stupid mm-hmm. where I was just like Blue Feathers. Like, what kind of band name is that? Now wait a minute. Here, Blue Feather. I don't know. Not See, plural. I don't know. 
Well, I'm just telling you, here's the song. Well, this is from 2015. Let's let's funk tonight. Oh god. Do we have to play this? I hate it. No. Oh. <laughs> don't ever play that again. Don't worry. I don't plan on it. I was just like <laughs> I just don't understand. Um also, I don't. I want, to, I want to hear your opinion. So when you listen to this, you're coming in fresh. I right. want to hear your opinion. Right. I want you to tell me if you think it's basic radio rock. Yeah. Or if you think it's a Struts record. Also, I, like Dirty Honey, you let me listen to them, or you turned me on to Dirty Honey, and I thought, hey, this is pretty good stuff. Like, they're totally entertaining. People just, like, Steve, I'm telling you, these Foo Fighters fans, they think they own the struts, and I just want to, like, smack them upside the head. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) all right. And the Dirty Honey apparently put out an album in March that I didn't know about. Oh, there you go. Only, you know, a few months late. Yeah, well, just a few. (laughs) Well, I don't go searching for new music, maybe, like I should. Um, All right, but just just as a quick reminder, I want to... For those of you who don't know, the Struts, they they broke on the scene with this EP. Or, yeah, EP? That's right. Have you heard? Have yes. you heard? And all, four tracks on it, all very good. All very, very good stuff. And and I remember saying then, I did what everyone else did, because I think the first thing you showed me off this EP was the video for Could Have Been Me. And I made, and I drew the comparisons to Luke's performance, you know, with with that of like a Freddie Mercury kind of thing. Like you can definitely see those influences. Yes. Um, I, I don't think he's got the vocal chops of a Freddie Mercury by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but what this what this reminded me of is that kind of glam rock, fun. Um, you know, it, it's all about the party, like the rock and roll stuff. And so I was like, I'm I'm here. I'm here for this. You know. And so, well, they've they've had two full albums since one full album since. Yeah, well, so they did. Every, everybody wants. Everybody wants is like the sh- offshoot of mm-hmm. Have You Heard? It has all the big songs on it. Um, it came out in the UK a few years ago, but they reissued it for America, and mm-hmm. then they did um, Young and Dangerous, which these people. That, these people that are saying that this record is way too polished, I don't even think they've heard Young and Dangerous, but whatever. Then you had Young and Dangerous, and now you have Strange Days. <laughs> okay. All right. And so I don't know that I heard Young and Dangerous. That has like body talks on it mm-hmm. and prima donna like me, and probably one of the best songs they've ever written, Ashes, which nobody talks about, and mm-hmm. Tatler Magazine. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a decent record. I think there is a handful of songs on that record that are not good and they tend to and they love to play them live and i don't understand why um (laughs) drives me crazy a little bit but hopefully with this new record some of those songs are going to go bye-bye from the set list because again guys i've seen the struts almost 30 times now so i've seen them a lot and some songs i'm like yo we need to get do we need to play this every night Mm mm-hmm it's not a single. Like, it's not like I'm asking you to take out Could Have Been Me. I'm asking you to take out um, freaking Fire. I hate that song. But you can't have Ashes without Fire, can you? Yeah, but the, here's the thing. They don't play Ashes anymore. They just oh. play Fire, and okay. Fire is stupid. Oh, all right. <laughs> <clears throat> Kristen with the pyrophobia. Yes. Which is which is ironic. Because I love me some pyromania. That's right. So... <laughs> 
Um, all right. Well, this is this is Strange Days. It's the album, ten songs, ten tracks on it, and I've not heard a a, a note from any of this. So I'm I'm going in blind, so to speak, on this thing, and um, and so we'll give it a listen and see what we think. Could okay. be great. I could make Kristen absolutely angry and drive her nuts like all these other music snobs. We'll see. <laughs> Here we go. Strange Days is the title track and track number one. When you stumble and fall, get yourself off the ground. Play your favorite song and sing it out loud. Take a deep breath and in time you'll begin to smile. Listen to the wind, it's the sweetest of sounds. Smiling at the stranger on the underground. Every little thing that you do goes a long, long way. To be down here alive Something money could never buy It's what more than a million roses All oh, these are strange days In many strange ways Science fiction Okay. Worst song on the record. We got it out of the way. Really? The yes. title track's worst song. It's interesting to me and because when you go back particularly to like Everybody Wants. Yeah. You know they they throw down immediately with Roll Up. Right? I this song is not an opening track. This is this is what I'm thinking, you know, like it doesn't feel it feels like almost a closing song. Yes. Mhm. I mean the closing song on this record is a closer and it's great but i agree it's it is not a start it is not an opening song the reason why this song opens the record is because i mean i'm i'm sure you heard there is two singers on this song right okay yeah so it's luke and then it's robbie williams mm -hmm. so it's a collab that they did with robbie williams um i mean i from what i've read Robbie has helped Luke get sober, which is great, and I support that. Um, they were pushing this song to be, like, their big UK breakthrough because they're not big in the UK at all. Um, and they really, and I think the label really pushed this, like, Robbie Williams collab. Um, and, I mean, it's getting played on, in, on UK radio, which, that's awesome, but I don't think it is any way... Um, I don't think it's any way conducive to say like, oh yeah, this is what the struts sound like because this is definitely not, I feel like this is a one-off mm -hmm. 
And yeah, and they played this at the drive-in show that I went and saw them at, and I was like, "This song sucks." And honestly, they played all those be- like they played all my least favorite songs on the record at that drive-in show, and I was like, "I'm not excited for this record," except the one song. But the sound sucked, and it's one of my favorites on the record. But we'll get to it. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I also noticed that like his um his vocals aren't. I, I don't know that they're conducive to a song like this. Um, 100% agreed. There's one point in this song a little bit later where when he says like strange days, he goes up in octaves Mm -hmm. and like it, it kind of, um, I mean, it sounds okay on the record, but having seen it live first, like I was sitting in the back of my aunt's truck and he, he sang it and like went totally flat and me and Andrea looked at one another. We were like, Oh, that wasn't good. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And like, like, like I said, I say that like all these things, like I say with love, I love this band. Mm -hmm. I love these guys. Like these guys are always like super, super nice to me. Um, but yeah, that just wasn't a great moment. This is not, this is not one of my favorite songs. Okay. Oh, here's the thing. And I'm going to say this. I dig it as kind of a chill song. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like the fact like does he play the piano while he's singing or is he just absolutely on vocals? Oh, piano all the time. Yeah, see, I can see him sitting there at the piano doing this, and and like I say, it's a great closer for an album. Um, and it's a and it's a good chill at night song in a lot of ways, and and obviously, yes. it seems to be a response to kind of the state of the world. You know, like yes. it seems to actually come from the heart. You know, so that's there. It just is kind of surprising to me that this is the first track out. So, yeah. And just to kind of get into before we move on to the next song, just to kind of get into like, you know, a a commentary on the state of things. I mean, this album wasn't supposed to be the next album when they went into lockdown. They said, hey, like, why don't we get a studio and rent out a studio for, you know, I think it was I think it was 10 days that they rented the studio and they were like, let's just make music and see what happens. Hmm. So all the songs on this record were written and performed and composed in 10 days in a studio. Okay. So they still have another album coming at some point that's like basically ready to go. That isn't this. Uh, And if I'm going to be super duper critical Mm -hmm. of this first song, the way it opens up. It, and even his vocals, like they did something with his vocals in the studio. Okay. Because there's a I moment, agree. there's a I moment agree. there where it sounded auto tuned and it sound, and it had a very fun sound. Ah, ew. To it, I know. I look, I'm not happy to say that. Yeah, no, I get it. That doesn't bring me joy. That is a criticism. This um, is a safe space. Thank you. <laughs> there was a there was a three minute span where I thought I liked fun. Okay. Right. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, I've heard this song. I'm done. Um, so anyway, all right. So track number two, though, this just the title sounds more like the struts to me than anything. All, all dressed up with nowhere to go. Like a movie 
Let me tell you what I just did, Kristen. What? I just clicked and drug all dressed up and nowhere to go into the Big Honkin' Show playlist. Yes! The, <laughs> there they are. They're back. This is a fun, fun, great song. Absolutely. This is a we're getting ready to go out for the night. We're getting ready. We're getting dressed, putting on makeup, all that goodness. You put this song on. Like, also, like, just, I mean, it is a simple little, you know, guitar riff going on here. Hold on. Let me get past this. Yeah, like that's just a, little a hot blooded. Yeah, it, it, yes, it is very hot blood. You're right, <laughs> but it is just it. It's carry. It's that is the that's the rhythm and the chords that are driving the song, and it's really just it is fun. And it and look the way the way they're making that guitar sound uh, does sound a little dirty. Sounds a little raw. Yeah. Um. You know, it doesn't. Like obviously that is polished. That's in studio polished to do that. But also, I mean, that's just a pedal or two as well. So I don't think it sounds super cleaned up. I don't think it sounds super dressed up. I just think it sounds fun and and party worthy. And you know me, it just jams. Yep. It's definitely a party song. And you know what? This is a live song. This song yes. would be great in front of a live audience once we're finally able to, like, you know, do that. <laughs> right. Once our overlords allow us to be together again. Can't wait. <laughs> well, you know, that's not, let's not even talk about it. Um, I know. And speaking of party songs, I mean, we're just going to go right into another one. Really? Yeah. Now, the next song is a Kiss cover. But... The reason why they chose to cover this song is because a band from the UK named Girl did a cover and according to Luke is like the quintessential version of this song. Now, if you know anything about Girl, I'll give I'll give my super geeky uh Def Leppard fans a minute here. That's right. Phil Collin was in Girl before he joined Def Leppard. So, there's a little correlation to a little collab that's going to happen. A little bit later. Okay. But. Well, excuse me really quickly, because <laughs> I don't know this song. So, okay, they wanted to do, like, a deeper cut. They didn't want to do a big hit single. Right. So, but, I mean, just play it, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, it totally makes sense that the struts So, So don't play Kiss first. Um, I mean, you can if you want to. I'd like, I'd like to hear it. Okay, do it. I'd like to hear it by Kiss. Not that we're big Kiss fans here. <laughs> But in honor of Scott Riefen. Okay, I mean, that's off of Destroyer, so, you know, pretty big album. Yep. So here we go. This is the Struts, Do You Love Me. We'll give it a little more time to breathe than we gave Kiss.
this song makes me interested to know if they were actually in the same room recording together when they did some of this. Um, they were. Okay, good. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, Spoiler alert. Why? What were you going to say? Well, I mean, it just sounds... Number one, the song is very conducive to be in the room together. And also the mix really sounds kind of like they were in close. There's a lot of distortion on his voice. There's a lot of reverb, which usually happens sometimes when you've got a bunch of people in the same room together and that sort of thing doing this stuff. Um, and uh, it's just, I, it's a great cover, better than the original. I agree. Like, I just, like, the, I don't know. Kiss's whole thing for me, like, I never loved the background vocals for Kiss. Like, as like later in the eighties, the gang vocals kind of like came back and like, I don't know, were more prominent, but like, I love how the chorus sounds on this record. It yeah. doesn't sound as thin as on the kiss record. Right. Yes. Agreed. Absolutely agree that, well, they've got a very full sound just band wise as well. And, yeah. and, um, and, and, and I really like what's going on there, but I also, I'm like you, it's a party song. Here's the thing. So far, three songs in, I don't dislike the first song. Um, I don't like it as an opener for an album for by the Struts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I love the second song. Really enjoy the third song. So far, All Dressed Up is my favorite off the album so far. All right. But I mean, that's well, just we, should, we need to do that too. You need to tell me your favorite song on the album when we're done, and okay. I'll tell you mine. All right. Um, but this is not bad. Like this is one that keeps the party going for sure. Yes. You know? And again, I think would be awesome live. Yes. Yeah. I don't this know is. If they'll play it, but. Well, they should. I you know, agree. I mean, this is this very much. But didn't a lot of Kiss's stuff lend itself to just being good? I mean, that's where Kiss made their money was live. Yep. You know, so a lot of their songs lend themselves to that, and this is no different. But also, just just having this feel, the big drums, you know, just that driving guitar, just being able to shout the lyrics, you know, that that also lends itself to the struts. And I mean, like, even the lyrics, like, if you gave this to somebody that, like, didn't know Kiss, has no history of Kiss or, mm -hmm. like, their catalog, but like, loves the struts, you'd be like, oh, this is a strut song. Right. Yeah, this, like, exactly. Like, of, like, you know, you like my seven-inch leather heels. Right. Like, yep. Yep. yes. Yeah. Luke wears those giant boots on stage. <laughs> and, like, immediately, as soon as he sang that line, I, like, I was immediately, like, I had an image of him. I was like, oh, yeah. He uh, he's speaking from the heart on that one, <laughs> and yes, I do love his seven-inch leather heel. Well, now this next song apparently goes out to teenagers in love everywhere. I mean, a little bit, <laughs> and has two of our favorite people on it. Is this the one with Phil Collins and not Phil Collins? Why did I say Phil Collins? Not plural, Phil Collins. Phil, and thank Jeff, you, and Phil Joe Collins. Elliott. Yeah, this has are the Struts English? They sure are. They sure are <laughs> English, by the way. Um, so this is the one with Phil Collin and, and Joe Elliott on it? Yes. And initially when Luke reached out, he wanted them to do backing vocals on Do You Love Me? And Joe was like, do we have to do the 70s cover song? Like, can we, like, do you have anything that's like, you know, new? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> and they gave him, they gave him this song and Joe was like, that's it. This song's great. I I thought it was I'm I'm looking now at the thing. I'm, yeah, I thought this was further down the line as I recalled the, the but I mean I haven't even listened to it. So all right, so this is I hate how much I want you. Hello? Luke. Yes, mate. It's Joe, King of the Leopards. What are you doing? Mate, great to hear from you. Uh basically me and the Struts boys were currently in lockdown 
recording this album in like 10 days and amazing that you just called because basically I have this big fat chorus that I need your big old pipes for baby what do you say I'm in sunshine I'm in I mean, come on. That's a jam. That is such a jam. And the guitars on that are so hot. Like, I absolutely dig that song. Has that Def Leppard sparkle all over it. And here's my favorite part about this song. Like, if you didn't know who was like you know who they were working with on the record and collaborating with at the very end of this song like the last like few seconds you get that signature Joe Elliott laugh oh, nice. like in freaking rock of ages like yeah. oh it's so good <laughs> it's we love a signature yes indeed i listen that is some good stuff going on there right now look here's the thing we are only four songs into a 10 song album i understand that but but so far, three out of the four, I'm really digging. And See, the, Steve, this is why we podcast together. And the fourth one, I mean, it's okay. I like it. I'm not against it. Like, I'm not mad about it. You know what I mean? Like, like I've heard songs that make me mad. Yeah. And, and that's not one of them. And so, you know, I don't... Ah, that's just so much fun. That song is just so much... This, this, so fun. It's all fun. It reminds me, honestly, like the first time I heard it, it reminds me of um, Slade's Christmas song. Like it has a little bit of like that bouncy vibe. So again, that's like when people were saying like it doesn't have any of that 70s glam that I like on a stretch record. I'm like, I'm sorry. Did you not hear? I hate how much I want you. Yeah, You know what? I was thinking the exact same thing. I thought it was funny that you're like they didn't want to do the vocals on the 70s cover. But this, But this song totally sounds like it stepped right out of the 70s. But it's a new song, so it's different. Right, right. You know, <laughs> but also like, and they're also doing something because I guess it's Phil playing. Um, yes. I guess he's not just lending vocals, so they're letting him. They're putting him front and center on his guitar. Like, 
you know, that's something that a lot of times in these strut songs you don't get is that kind of uh, the little flourishes that he's doing in everything. Like he's, Amen. you know, and, um, and, and so letting him do that really adds to this song. And I mean, just it's, it's a lot of fun. It sounds like a, a bunch of rockers having a good time together. It does. And again, another great live song. Like mm-hmm. I can see everybody pumping their fists in the air. Like it's going to be great. And I mean, talking about how like prominent the guitars are in this song, we're going into another super guitar prominent yeah. song with another, some people say like guitar God, um, Tom, you know, yeah, Tom Morello, do you, but, um, <laughs> I, I, and I like that. Like it doesn't exactly, like it doesn't sound like a rage against the machine song guitar wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I was nervous. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, look, Todd Morello, uh, known for Rage Against the Machine, as you mentioned. He's also with Audio Slave. Um, this is the he's other thing. Bruce Springsteen goes yeah. to Tom Joad. <clears throat> like you told me about the Phil Collins Joe Elliott collab. Mm-hmm. But when I actually pulled this album up and I saw, you know, Robbie Williams in the first track, uh, Tom Morello in this track, and then they've got another one with Albert Hammond Jr. I don't know who that is. Maybe I he's should. He's from The Strokes, I think. Okay. Um, that's that's my second least favorite song. Okay. But the thing <laughs> is, is they've got like, you know, it, it it's like they've, they've got several collabs in this, which is really interesting. Um, yeah, I was nervous when this record came out because I was like, oh, I don't know if I like them collabing. I want them to do their own thing. But... My my worries were settled. Yeah, well, this is uh, this is Wild Child with Tom Morello. <sighs> sounds absolutely different from the struts to me it does like and i think i mean i think it's the guitar like the guitar definitely helps yeah yeah but i freaking love the bass in this song jed elliott coming in clutch (laughs) um yeah you know what this song sounds like to me while i'm listening and and look i like the minute it comes in so hard and heavy i was just shocked and i'm like i'm into this i'm into this it had a bit of a black sabbath feel to it to me. Okay. Um, but then there was something I just could not put my finger on what it what it sounded like. There's a moment there where he goes, Oh Lord, yes. I'm like, no, that's not what it is. 
You know, you know what I get a little bit. What's that? It, it might not be what you're thinking, but I get a little bit of Velvet Revolver's Slither. Hmm. No. Like how it's kind of like that sleazy, like snaky, yeah. serpenty kind of vibe happening. Maybe. That's what this song reminded me of the first time I heard it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. And then it'll kick up. Right. Oh, okay. I can't sit here and listen to Velvet Revolver. I mean, I could. <laughs> but that song's so good. Um, but as I'm listening to it, what it really, you know, what it 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 needs to be on a Guitar Hero game. Totally. It yes. really. And and so when I when I came on Guitar Hero, when I figured that out, it reminded me of a song that I knew from Guitar Hero by The Sword. Um, I yeah, Freya. Oh, yeah. There were just some licks in there that really reminded me of that. That is um, very similar. Yeah, but not not a ripoff. Look, here's the thing. I want to say this. I dig it. I really like what's going on in this song. And the fact that it doesn't sound like the struts to me is like not a bad thing. It, it it to me anytime a group can do some of the stuff they've done even on these other tracks and get a little bit out of what you're used to listening to with them and still be good that's a good thing i mean hell oasis literally sold millions of records <laughs> sounding like the beatles and like come on yeah well here's the thing <laughs> steal, is, steal from the best well look go back to do you love me that cover they don't sound like kiss you know i mean obviously they have some similarities to you know, but it's a song that's built, like you said, for it to be a live song almost. And so that's what kind of that's the only con- that's the only comparison I would draw there. I think they did that better. I think the mix is better. I think the vocals are, of course, better. You yeah. know, uh, the the I hate how much I want you is just this fun driving big song. Obviously, there's a little bit more guitar in it because of Phil Collin. Same here. They they leaned into Tom Morello's style a little bit and come out doing it very, very well. I dig it. Like, honestly, like, I feel like this was an album that they could kind of, I mean, we haven't heard the Struts sound like this. Like, uh, right. if anything, Struts fans, well, you know, actual Struts fans, um, <laughs> like, said, said a lot, you know, we wish the guitars were a little bit mm-hmm. more pronounced. Yeah. We wish you guys weren't. I mean, you're collaborating with Kesha. Good for you. Don't really love that direction. And then they give us this, and I'm like, I'm in. I'm yeah. back in. Yes, for sure. Also, how about this? How about um, it, you, this This was recorded over 10 days in the studio, you said? Yes. I mean, this is what rock and roll is all about. Hell yeah. You know, get together. Let's play some music. Let's collaborate. We're going to lean into what you do. We're going to bring what we do into what you do, and we're going to make some magic. I don't know. We're halfway through. There's only one song that I've been remotely critical of, and I don't know what your friend's problem is. I I know. I mean, if Thank I, you. Look, I just want to take you back to we were talking before we got started about the old days of CDs, lugging the big notebooks full of CDs around and that sort of yep. thing. You know, back in the day, if I bought a CD and half of it was really good and all I had to do was skip through the other songs, that was a win to me. Yeah, money you know? well spent. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So so, so I am pleased with this album. This album gets an A from me. 
I'm telling I love you straight it. And up. And we're not even all the way through. Yeah, we got to go to cool now. Oh, yes. You know what I wish sometimes when I see songs? What? When there's sometimes I see songs like when I saw Do You Love Me, I didn't know it was a Kiss cover, but I kind of hoped it was a cover of that old song, like the oldie song, You Broke My Heart Because You. Because I couldn't dance. You didn't even want me around. But now I'm back to show you. I can really shake it down. Do you I love me? I have no idea me? what you're doing. You don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember. It's an oldie. It's like one of those oldie but goodies. You know, do you love me? Do you love me? Anyhow. Um, but I just like, when it, like, cool. I'm like, is this a cover of the Rob Thomas song? Oh, God. You know? <laughs> no, and that's smooth. Smooth. Thank you. <laughs> I will be editing that. So, <laughs> all right. So, this is cool by the Struts. Let's go. What's wrong with this song? Hold on. I've turned you down. I'm sorry. What, what's wrong with this song? Literally nothing is wrong with this song. Uh, right? <laughs> this song is actual perfection. <laughs> I love it. Six minutes of perfection. <laughs> I, I really like this song. It's a fun song. This is a vibe. Yes. That's a live song right there. I'm sorry. Hell yeah. You're talking about everybody in the audience going, cool. Yes. 
Well, literally, in a few minutes, like, after, like, the next bridge in this song, like, literally, it he breaks it down where it's just him and the bass, and literally, like, he ends it with a scream where it says, like, and look in my direction, and I'm like, yo, the whole audience Doesn't is gonna sing that. Here it is. See what you were doing. Then again, you were never really that bright in men that you were pursuing. Turn your head and look in my direction, baby. That's cool, cool, cool. I mean, come on. Oh, it's so good. That's some real fun stuff there. And you know what? And yeah, I can hear. Here's the thing about this album. It's if uh, thrown together is a terrible term, I know, but to be to be get together, do this all, record it in ten days, and everything. You're the the influences are going to come out like there's no getting yeah. around it. And 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 when he's doing that part that do 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 that bass, oh. you know, um it it, it is the baseline to long way to the top. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not a criticism. Not a criticism. No. I'm just saying like the influence has come out and that's absolutely okay. And and are you telling me that they didn't design when they got through this? He's like, I can't wait to d- get this in front of a in front of an audience. Seriously, I mean, like I said, like I the mean, showman that Luke is to yeah. get that. I mean, to take that just that moment in front of an audience. He knows how to have. I've seen your videos of him. He knows how <laughs> to have the crowd eating out of his hand. And that's the thing too. Like I can just see that happening, and I'm like, I feel like they made this record of songs that would be great live. Right. Yeah. Like these are all fun. Like the energy is so high. I mean, except for strange days mm-hmm. <laughs> and another song we'll get to later, but you know, you need that on an album too. I mean, you can't have like, just go, 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 go all the time. Right. But, unless you're ACDC. Unless you're ACDC, unless you're Slayer. Right. Um, <laughs> but I love, I love that this song is like seven or six or seven minutes of six just minutes. pure perfection. Yeah. I think this would kind of take the spot in the set list where Luke kind of like parts the crowd. Yeah. And yeah. Does all that like this side, this side. I think this could be great for that. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is like th- having seen him and seen your videos of him and seen what they do and the crowd work he's able to do. That moment, that little, that little bridge is made for crowd work. Oh, it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And I just want him once to just sing, you know, that look in my direction. I mm-hmm. want him to sing that to me just once. Of course you do. Of I'm course sure I'll do. get it. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be the new, I'm not afraid to look a girl right in the eye. Because that's usually my part. <laughs> right. <laughs> of course. All right. Well, um, moving right along here. In what has been a really good album. I was worried when you told me people weren't liking it. I I know. But you know me. I like things that most people don't anyway, so... I may not be the best barometer for what's good. I don't know. Oh, oh, real quick. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Um, Carissa can't remember. Do you, um, do you like Bon Jovi? Okay. Um, I like a very specific era. Right. Bon Jovi. Yes. I like everything from 1984. Mm-hmm. Definitely to 1995, but yeah. we can get a little bit into the early 2000s with like Crush and Bounce. Mm-hmm. After Bounce, absolutely not. You know, I turned on the radio the other day. 
And some of their adult contemporary stuff was on. Some of their adult contemporary. I don't know what station was mm. on, but no, I was I was tooling around. I had the radio on. I was kind of tooling around a little bit, and there was he was doing an interview. I guess it was on Sirius XM. Yeah. And they, he's got a new album out. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. And of course they were taking calls, and I'm like, please let Kristen hear this and call in and just chew him <laughs> out. Well, you know what's crazy? I watched this guy that um, he does pizza reviews. He's the Barstool Sports guy, but he does pizza reviews. And mm-hmm. he had John Bon Jovi on, and they reviewed pizza in New York. Um, and he asked me, he was like, you know, do you think Living on a Prayer is one of the greatest songs ever? And, like, I when I see stuff like that, like, I just die inside. Because, mm-hmm. like, if I was standing there... Because he said to John, like, do you think it's one of the top 20 songs of all time? And John was like, oh, I don't know about that. You know, being humble, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I would literally just be like, yo, Dave, Living on a Prayer isn't even in the top 20 Bon Jovi songs of all time. I'd be like, John, I know you can't say that. But as a fan <laughs> of the back catalog, I will say Living on a Prayer does not even crack the top 20 greatest songs you've ever written. I know it's popular, but I'm just saying. Well, they played they played one of the songs by him, and I was just like, I don't know that this even sounds like Bon Jovi. It doesn't. It literally sounds just like adult contemporary. Like there's like people say there's something special about the Struts record. There is nothing special about New Bon Jovi. Like I said, like Crush is a really really good album. Like these days is the last great Bon Jovi record. Then, which we should definitely do a podcast about these days. Huh? Um, <laughs> but then Crush came out. And, you know, is good, has mm-hmm. some not great songs, right. but good. They're moving into the 2000s. And then Bounce came out. Eh, mm. a lot more dogs on that. And then we just go to pure, like, we are just in adult contemporary land. There is nothing rock about you. You can't sing live anymore. Sorry, love you so much. You were the first love of my life, but you can't do it live anymore. And you screwed over Richie. And he's still talking smack about Richie. And that does not sit okay with me. Sorry. I'm trying to find what is there. Uh, what what was on? I just pulled up these days. Oh my this god! Ain't a love Freaking, song. Hey God, this ain't a love Thank song. God. These days, damned something for the pain, something to believe in. Diamond ring. Oh. <laughs> okay. Two hearts breaking even. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Back to the struts. So <laughs> so. I mean, sorry. You asked. You asked if I liked Bon Jovi. So, so Carissa, to answer your question, yeah, she does. And she <laughs> says she loves you, Kristen. Um, oh, I love you too, girl. <laughs> all right. So just continuing on on this album here as we get to the uh, to the next, to track number seven. Now, this is the one. Uh, no, this is not the one. Uh, this is Burn It Down. Mm. Ominous.
That's burn it down. Now, (laughs) here's what I want to tell you. Okay. When this song opens up like this right here, when you get this at the beginning. This whole, they're just kind of tuning up, kind of getting a feel for things. (laughs) You know what is going to happen is going to be glorious. Like, uh oh. Let me listen. No, 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 no. I want to hear him. Listen, I got to hear this come in again. Oh my gosh, I love it. (laughs) I love that so much. Holy cow, that just like that. And then just this smooth, jazzy, bluesy, that bass driving it, the piano just kind of hitting it every now and again. Oh my gosh, what a song. I honestly think the bass on this record is like so underrated. Everybody's been talking about the guitars, but the bass, like, there's such a groove to this record. And I love that this song, this song is the per it's perfectly placed on the record. You have like a ton of heavy hitters that are just coming at you hot. Even cool. Cool is super upbeat again, yeah, party yeah, song. Yeah. Then you have this. Mm-hmm. We love to talk about like the sitting out on the back. Yes. Porch, oh my like, god. Fire pit going. This yeah. Yes. Yes. I got to do it again. There's also the lyric in the song that I love where he says, I'll be your top dad. Top hat daddy cat. <laughs> I love that. I'll be your top hat daddy cat. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That, I just, look, it's been a while. I'm telling you what. Now, I, you know me. I like stuff that jams. I like stuff you can feel. And it's been a while since there's been a new song that's hit. And I get chills just as it comes in like that. That is just, <laughs> oh my gosh. That's good stuff. I just so is love that, the, Is that your favorite so far? I think it is. I think yeah. it is. I'm not even six feet, but I'm the man you won't forget. Oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> it's like that perfect like peacock swagger. Yes. I'm the one and only virus that you'll love when you get. Yes. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> oh my god, you just made me so happy. Oh man. I love this song. I gotta hear it again. <laughs> well, when it starts, at, look, I'm look, uh, when it was when it was coming on, like it was coming on. All right, and and full disclosure, I had the volume down, so I kind of caught it about two seconds in, and it took me a second. Like, oh, okay, so they're two, and I was like, oh, they're about to jam out. And then when you hit that drum, and what you get is just going into that that bluesy, just kind of letting the guitar walk, letting that bass do its thing. And I love a good bluesy piano. And and just and rolling into that and just kind of like chill. Ah, uh, whoo! Yes, yes. Perfection. Yes. 
What is wrong with your friend? She's stupid. <laughs> I'll say it. It's like we just, I just, like I said, like I just don't get like all these fans that were just like this record. There's nothing special about this record. Like I, I, like I said to you, like I, it's like you're speaking a different language to me. Like I can't process the fact that you don't like this record and you think that it's like a radio rock record that there's nothing special about. You know what's special about this record is they went into the studio and within 10 days recorded all of these songs. It, it, it To me, I, it doesn't sound like polished radio rock at all to my exactly. amateur's ears. This sounds like grooving, um, raw, just, just almost... There's some song. There's some of the mixing in, in some of this stuff that almost sounds like a demo, more than a, yes. than a polished. It reminds me of like I'm in a bar. I walked into a bar and this band is playing. They're a great house band. They're a great bar band, but it gives me a little bit of that vibe. I think this is my favorite track on the album so far. Love it. Next week, I tell you what, next week we're going to be in the mountains of North Carolina and there's going to be a fire pit. And don't think that this won't be in my ear pods. Yes! Just, just going to town while I'm just sitting there by the fire, just staring into the flames. And I like, I love too. like any song, like you love the kind of like tune up that bluesy vibe. Mm-hmm. I love any song that has like this buildup of a chorus yeah. that all of a sudden drops out mm-hmm. at the end. And we have that last lyric of I could burn it down for you. Oh, and then we kick back into it again. Yes. So good. Yes. So good. Yes. Oh, we just stop right there. I know because you're about to get let down, at least in my scene. No. With the song. I mean, you might love it. You might love it. Another hit of showmanship? Yeah, not my fave. I mean, like. I hope you like it. I probably when shouldn't have said When I, I didn't saw. Like it. Well, here's the thing. When I saw that title, I was kind of excited. I'm like, yeah, here we go. Another hit of showmanship. That sounds fun. That sounds like he's about to show out a little bit, but this is the one with old Albert Hammond Jr., I believe. Yeah, and, and he, now that I know what it's about, maybe I can listen to it with fresh ears and enjoy it. We'll see. Okay, and he is from The Strokes, by the way. I did look that up. Okay. All right, here we go. This is track number eight, Another Hit of Showmanship. Blind. I'm feeling clueless 
Um, let let me let me say this mm-hmm. before before we get into discussion about this. <laughs> um, I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's grays, and Wednesday oh too. Thursday, I don't care about you. It's Friday. I'm in love. I'm in love. Yeah. I was way off key there, but you get my drift. I knew where you were going. That's what it sounded like to me. The the, the at least the verse did. Yeah, as it, as and it like the up. guitars have a little bit of that vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Saturday. Wait. Um <laughs> But I did pull up the lyrics. And um do you have an idea what it's about? Because it, it's really obvious. It sounds like to me that he he needs to be on stage. Oh, you're so you're so sweet, Steve. Oh, is that not what it's about? No. Oh. If you take away showmanship, mm-hmm. just another hit. He's just talking about his drugs. Yes. Okay. Um. So apparently, like he w- had like a really bad drug problem mm-hmm. before, like before this like record and before all this happened and like i said like robbie williams apparently like really really helped him get clean mm-hmm. um so like he wrote this song about how like the drugs and the stage became like this thing that he needed in his life and felt like he needed so hmm. that's well, what i said it's the about. stage I, I said the stage i didn't think it was taking like a fun look at the stage yeah, you know, because, you because know. he says it's getting harder to mend. The words are useless. My friends are right. I'm becoming such a cliche. Mm-hmm. It's about that time. So, I mean, like, but yeah, I can definitely see where it's about the drugs, too. You know, mama didn't raise no sinner. Um, I'm not acting kind. I'm sick and faded. Um, you know what I think I don't I don't like about the song? I Well, first of all, I really hate the chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate how it, this song is produced. Mm. I hate the mix in the chorus. You totally lose his vocals like his vocals get drowned out by this guitar and i'm sorry like albert hammond might be like a great guitar player but like we don't lose luke in the mix on the song with tom morello right or the song with phil colin and joe elliott right so why am i losing him here and this was again this was one of the songs they played at the drive-in show and i was like yo i think i'm gonna hate this album (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm not looking forward to it yeah and the, the sound was abysmal at that show because they also played cool and i didn't like cool mm-hmm. either but again like the sound there was delays it was it was just a bad uh, it was yeah, not a great just experience. a bad situation just a uh. yeah and i went to a second drive-in show and that was phenomenal so okay. it's like, well you can do it well yeah yeah this song's kind of a downer um yeah. uh, the poppy feel of it is a little bit Especially coming after Burn It Down. I know. We're coming off such a high. We're coming yeah. off your favorite song. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I was sitting here. I can kind of bop to it, you know, and everything. But it is, like I say, I, I did immediately think of Friday I'm In Love by The Cure. Yeah, man. Now that you said that, like, that's what I'm going to hear now. Like, I hear the Christmas song for uh, I Hate How Much I Want You. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it, it like, I don't know. Let's let's. I mean, it really does. You know, yeah. that's fri- That's 100%. the cure. Yeah. So, um, well, number nine is Can't Sleep. Yeah. By the Struts. Continuing on Strange Days. One more track after this. I know. It's sad. What a journey. Ow. 
Uh, I mean, like, in wrestling, there's a wrestling announcer named Michael Cole. Uh-huh. And whenever a wrestler does something that they, you know, do really well and it's kind of like a signature move of theirs, he goes, vintage so-and-so. <laughs> this is vintage struts. Totally. I mean, this is a strut song through and through. But I, I, I've been pulling up the lyrics and I love this, the opening. She wears boots on the beach and lives upstairs. We no longer speak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate any time anyone references a girl that wears boots where she shouldn't be. <laughs> right. What love I love that. what I love is is I know the rest of the song is about like not being over this person or whatever, but just those two lines, like in the in and of themselves, are just great lines. We no longer speak. She wears <laughs> boots. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, we're going here. We no longer speak. Right, oh, because she wears there. boots on the beach. Oh no, he left roses outside the door, and nailed a message onto her wall. Uh, <laughs> but she'll never bother. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But that's fun. Like, that's a song that, like, it's not in the top tier. Like, those memes that go along out there where it's like, oh, yeah, God-like tier. Like, is it in the God tier? No, it's not in the God tier of this album. But it's kind of in the middle for me. Yeah, Like, there's nothing offensive, like, you know, other songs that we've talked about. Right. Um, But, again, like, this song, like, I would be bummed out if, like, this song made it into the set list over a song like cool or I hate how much I want you, right. you know, yeah. it's, it's like those songs are better at what they're doing than this one is. But here, I guess my question about, I hate how much I want you is, can that be as good live without Phil Collin and Joe Elliott? Well, just because, and because we know how uh, interactive they are with their audience, yeah, I feel like true. the audience can really take it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, I mean, I would absolutely die if I was ever at a show that Joe Elliott walked out on stage with Luke Spiller. That's true. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Like, if you just had that, like, if they just were in the same town and it's like. I would die on the floor, Steve. Die on the floor. Literally, I'd be dead. (laughs) (laughs) Because my worlds are colliding and I can't handle it. (laughs) What is even happening right now? Worlds colliding. Worlds colliding. (laughs) Can't Jerry? Worlds are colliding. I got Def Leppard, Kristen. I've got Def Leppard, Kristen. I've got the Struts, Kristen. Jerry, <laughs> Angie, a Kristen divided against itself cannot stand. Cannot stand. I mean, could you imagine me having to decide? Like, oh, Def Leppard and the Struts are in town the same night. They're not coming anywhere close, like ever oh, again. Oh wow! You have yeah. To pick. Like, yeah. I, I can't even think about it. Let's not talk mm. about it. Mm-mm. There's there's no sense. It's in... giving me anxiety. Right. Why would that decision ever have to be made? I know. <laughs> it may never have to be made because live shows may never happen again. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. All the arenas are now just giant places God. where animals frequent. <laughs> <laughs> We've uh. made it, Steve. Mm. All right. Yeah, this is the final track. This is um this is track number ten. I'm just gonna say this this album regardless of what this 10th track sounds like or does this album gets a a gleaming pass from me like i'm absolutely a plus plus um uh i from from all dressed up i love i hate how much i want you um cool is just a fun fun song to me i really enjoy burn it down is my jam um you know and and can't sleep is just i the, the first two lines got me so, what you gonna do? 
nothing else, the first two lines. Yeah, yeah. So here is, am I talking to the champagne? Open parentheses, or am I talking to you? Close parentheses. song builds and builds yeah. on itself i mean like it's it and look you are you are spot on about the bass driving so much of this album right like yeah. when i see jed again yeah like <laughs> i'm going to hug him so hard like i i don't know what he did to get to turn him up in the mix but there is there there is so much bass driving so much in this in this this track is no different um and and it and this has I, here's the thing, you know, I, I want to quit trying to find the talk about inspirations here or there or influences or whatever the case may be. But I'm telling you, this song feels like a song I've never heard, but at the same time, a song that I've heard and know very well. Right? Like, I feel like that, like, ah, ah, yeah. ah, like yeah. that, like yeah. immediately, like I'm dialed into something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and just the way it drives and the and, and I can't even, I can't put my finger on on what it sounds like, and it doesn't even matter because it, as as new as it is, there's also a comfort level there that I have with it. Yes, but there's also something about and 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 this is we talk about lyrics every now and again, but we don't never we we never necessarily talk about the structure of lyrics because usually they're all in the same kind of you know pentameter or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. There's just something about the structure of these lines. And the way they're sung, that is different, and it and it makes you kind of sit up and listen. Um, like it almost doesn't have a flow, like right? It's almost yes. like disjointed. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know what the song has, Steve? I, I don't. A saxophone solo. What? Shut your mouth. Yep. <laughs> well. Yeah. 
I'm telling you, I like when I turn it back on. I'm like, this is so familiar. It's great. But you know what I mean? Like it, it's it's comfort food music almost. I was just gonna say it's mashed potatoes. Uh, yeah, yeah. In a way, it is. But at the same time, it's like someone put some garlic in the mashed potatoes or something. Well, make it talk, son. Make it talk. There it is. Listen, you didn't tell me that it didn't only have a guitar sax, it didn't have a sax solo, but it had a sax talking to the guitar solo. I know, it's epic. They were conversing one with another. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure like at the end of the, like it keeps going to the end of the song, like, it builds up again. Oh, nice. That, let's, I'm there for that. Can, so good. Like, I'm like, oh, there's your Bruce Springsteen influence. There we are. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but at the same time, like they're doing something again with the mix, where that where the where the sax you almost didn't recognize it was a sax because it blends so well with that guitar. Yep. Um But but yeah, they go back and forth. That's really good. I like the groove of that. I like the feel of it. Um, it it's a it's a good closer. It really it is, is a good closer. It's a good like closer that, to this album. Like I was saying, like Strange Days is an odd opening track, but mm-hmm. you can't have it as the last track. Right. Because this song is a perfect last song. Right. And I wonder, here's the thing. Like, I'm gonna go back and listen to this later. Um, but I wonder if if I was a little bit down on Strange Days because it's not what I expected out of it yeah. out of the opening of a of an of a Struts album. Which would make sense, you know. Um, wow, that is that is a groovy song. I really dig it. Like honestly, on this album, a, another hit of showmanship is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, you know, I, it's not going to win any awards with me. Yeah. Uh, and I go back to I'm going to have to listen to Strange Days again I, because I wasn't mad about it. You know, it just. It didn't grab me like a lot of like you know like I think a first track should. Remember we did the the first track um, yes. episode that time, you know, with like best first tracks and stuff. And I don't think this would have made it for sure. No. Uh, but immediately going with all dressed up with nowhere to go. I mean, that's a classic to me. Struts party song. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you love me? Is a fantastic cover and and it's and it rocks and it's and it jams. I hate how much I want you. I'm sorry. You can't get. I mean, how do you do? How do you outdo Phil Collins and Joe Elliott on a track with them? With, I know with, with those vocals perfect. and it with is that. The perfect rock out loud song. Yeah. Did we play Wild Child? Did we skip Wild Child? No, we played Wild Child. I don't remember Wild Child. Oh my god. Yes, yes, Tom Morello. <laughs> yeah, it rocks. It really does rock. Like that's one I want to spend some more time with. Um, there you go. Cool is so much fun. Oh. It is so much fun. That's I, I, my ultimate. I, I got to hear this little bit again. Hit it. Golly, like, mm. <laughs> I love how much you love that. I do. I absolutely dig that. And so, look, can't sleep is a good song. Am I, I talking? 
And I really like Am I Talking? I really do like Am I Talking to Champagne. I really do like that. Like, when, so when this album came out, they posted on their Facebook group because they have like a, um, they have a Facebook fan group, but that's like authorized by the band. Like the band are all in there. They've been in there forever. And they did like a, um, like what are your favorite songs? And like, Am I Talking to the Champagne did not get a ton of love. And I was like, I'm sorry. Am I Talking to the Champagne is amazing. Like, that and Cool Mm -hmm. are absolute flawless. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, is Champagne your favorite song off of this or Cool? Cool. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Look, it it is. And here's the thing. Your friend's an idiot. (laughs) I don't know if she's your friend, but I'm just saying whoever you were talking to is absolutely wrong i mean i look everyone has their own opinion and that's fine you know great Uh, let's not beat people up for having different opinions than us unless they're just blatantly wrong and she is (laughs) unless it's about the stress record and then in that case well look it's one thing to have an opinion it's another thing just to say something stupid well like the thing too is like i mean obviously for you and for me this record we didn't need to listen to it multiple times like there's a few songs like you said that you want to kind of go back and revisit and Mm -hmm. live with a little bit more yeah but overall it's like no this is a really good record like so for someone for the first impression like before they've revisited it to be like oh yeah no like that wasn't good yeah that's (laughs) really weird yeah i'm like i don't understand that (laughs) I, i mean what i don't understand what she wanted though either like and and honestly i'm not I don't, I'm not into the nuances of the struts. I like their big, you know, songs that are, you know, these times are changing and, um, and kiss this and put uh, your money on me. Yeah. Put your money on me. Roll up. You know, I like that kind of stuff. You know, that's kind of what the struts are to me more than anything. Um, but look, I, but still, I can't, I just can't imagine, um, Someone saying this isn't good, and this sounds like radio, just plain old radio rock. I'll be honest with you, I don't know what radio rock sounds like these days. You mentioned Foo Fighters, and that stung a little bit. Sorry. Be- be- well, because I like the, their personality a lot, I think is my thing with them. Okay. Um, there's a few songs they have that I really like, but I can't talk to you about the, the Foo Fighters catalog. You know, like... But, I celebrate the back catalog. Right, but every time I see, yeah, and look, I look, Michael, Michael Bolton. I bet you love his music, right? <laughs> so do we. I, and look, not just the hits. I celebrate his entire catalog. I celebrate the entire catalog. Um, you know, I, but here's the thing. But there, and there are a few few fighter Foo Fighter songs I like. But every time I've seen them, like on a talk show or doing like some kind of appearance or interview or just you know, like I like those people. I think. Yeah. You know what I mean, and so, um, and so, so my relationship with them. Is, but I don't know, think I know what radio rock sounds like. You mentioned Shine Down, and there, and I've got a Shine Down album and a couple of songs, you know, but I couldn't tell you anything else other than outside of that one album, those couple of songs. Okay. Um, and like to me, Five Finger Death Punch is like the ultimate. Like when I think of that, yeah. like radio rock bland. Yeah. Sorry if anyone's a Five Finger Death Punch fan, but. To my ears, I just think that that's very, like, basic. Like, they did a cover of Bad Company, and it's just, like, ugh. Five Finger Death Punch did a cover of Bad Company? Yeah, don't listen to it on the podcast. Don't worry. Let's not not. not taint the struts. I'm not. I'm just kind of scrolling through and seeing (laughs) what I have that may be, like, radio rock, you know, to kind of get a feel. But uh, but anything I can think of, they don't sound like at all. You know what I mean? Like, 
fuel. I would think fuel is kind of like radio rock from back in the day. Yeah. You know? Remember we talked about fuel on our 90s episode? We were like, we hate the 90s, but we like fuel. Yeah, I do. I mean, I like them. I'm not against them at all, you know? But I've just... Let's see. What else have I got here that I just scroll down? Like, some people would say Matchbox 20, but I think Matchbox 20 is way more like pop rock. Yeah, Mac, Yeah, that's right. I agree with that. Pop rock. And we make no qualms about our love no, for Matchbox we enjoy, 20 we, we like the Matchbox 20 on this show, for sure. We celebrate the entire catalog. <laughs> and, and that is truth. We yes. do indeed celebrate the entire catalog. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't find anything that I would think would be Radio Rock on here. That, yeah, of course, I'm only in the C's right now. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> no, I'm in the B's. I'm sorry. I'm going by album here. So best of, best of. Um, but anyhow, I just, I, I, I just disagree with that entire take on this album. I agree, and I like. I'm happy that you. I'm happy that you see it my way, but like, I thought I was going a little crazy because like so many people were just like, "Yeah, no, like this isn't this isn't good. I don't like this." I'm like, and like I totally used to be like, "I I will like fight you about the struts," mm-hmm. and like not so much anymore. Yeah. Um, I've gotten a little bit better at it. Yeah, but you know, you're getting you're you're wise, you're getting wise. Well, yeah, and it's also just, like, because so many of their fans... Like, I would be fighting so many of, like, their fans because they just do things that annoy me and say things that annoy me, but whatever. Uh, You know, so I've seen them 30 times. I've experienced them a lot, Um, but I I just don't know. You're practically going to have Christmas together. Yeah! Yeah, yeah. We used to have Christmas together until COVID when they would play a show in December all the time. Stupid COVID. I just, I, I guess what I want to know is what, what do they expect out of, you know, that, I guess that's my thing. You know, I, what did they expect out of, out of a Struts album that they did not get? Yeah. And like, like I said earlier to you, I don't know if we were recording or not, but like, you can't tell me like this record to me, this is what I said. Like I, I tweeted them, got a like, you know, mm-hmm. I said this is the second best record they've put out behind the UK version of Everybody Wants. Oh, wow. Because the the UK version of Everybody Wants has different songs on it Mm -hmm. that are flawless. Like, I love those songs. Definitely not kind of where the struts are now, but for back in the day, so good. So this is, like, my second favorite. And like I said, like, I – if you liked – Young and Dangerous, I don't understand how you can like Young and Dangerous more. Unless you, like, I mean, people say that this album's too polished. Young and Dangerous is literally, like, a slip and slide. It is so slick and produced. Well, here's, I guess that's my thing. It's like, obviously, I don't know what polished means. If this album is too polished, I don't know what polished means. Listen to, I mean, I don't know if you have it to pull it up. But, like, In Love with the Camera is so polished off that second record. Like, Body Talks was the big song off of it. Um... Yeah, that's a whole different thing going on there. Yeah, and I love this song, don't get me wrong. Right, yeah. They do a little, like, darkness falsetto in the middle. It's weird. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's not, I mean, like, look, it's not, I'm not, again, like you say, you like that song. I, that sounds like the struts to me. That's that big strut sound. But yeah, that is, that's what I think of when I think of polished. Yes. There's no, there, there, there's it, no crunch, no grit. Yeah. Yeah. There's no grit to it. It's not, it doesn't seem like it's peeking out any, any monitors or anything. You know what I mean? Like here with what we've got, it sounds like it was a, it, it sounds like an album that was recorded in 10 days time. Yeah. Which is great. Like not every record. I mean, it's like Ex Exile on Main Street by the Rolling Stones, right? Like not every album should take, you know, years to record. Right. Exactly. They don't all have to be hysteria by Jeff Leppard taking four years to record it, you know? Right. Right. Not, no, every, <laughs> every record does not need to be the Star Wars of. For the ears. Uh, yeah. For the ears. Right. <laughs> Sometimes you just need a nice, gritty rock record that's a little bit raw that was recorded in 10 days. And that's everything that it needs to be. It doesn't need to be any more. It doesn't need to be any less. Here's the thing. I think, and I don't want to get too poetic about anything, but with Strange Days, I think you can see the soul of this band. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that's what, I think that's one of the things that I like about it is you can see Everything from the big bombastic performer right down to the to the guys who love to just sit around and listen to the music in, in the blues to to even the heartfelt stuff, even though it's kind of wrapped in a very poppy, you know, English poppy kind of feel, you know, about here's here here's a song about my struggles with drugs. Um <laughs> you know, like like the, but that but there it is you know i mean like there is the soul of this group right there on on display and 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 you can't help but do that in, in when you're doing an album in 10 days yeah that, no one can say like oh yeah like luke is just a character and he's just playing a character yeah. and like you know we don't ever get to see the guy it's like no you, you get to see the guy yeah and and i think that but you also get to see the the band like i say you know i don't know i it's frustrating to me that they're because I don't run in the circles you do, and it's just frustrating to me to hear that people don't like this. And I'm like, I don't understand what they want, yeah, out of an album. I mean, I think Steve, just by doing this podcast together for so many years, like we are like two people that be march to the beat of our own drum. Mm -hmm. Like we we do listen to stuff that people like and people think are popular, but like as popular as Def Leppard is, there are still way more people that will try to dog on you for liking Def Leppard and make <laughs> right. you feel bad about liking Def Leppard. Sure. Then it'll be like, Oh my God, no, let's geek out and talk about Def Leppard. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So I yeah. feel like that's just what, that's our cross to bear. <laughs> we will to go bear. to the grave just defending <laughs> our music. That is our burden. But we yeah. also, but here's the thing also, you know, not to put us over anything, but the other thing I like about this podcast is there's stuff you like that. I absolutely just have no desire to ever listen to again. Oh, you yeah, know, like all the emo stuff. Yeah, there, but there have been, I mean, there have been songs you've played on this show before. I'm like, all right, I'll let you have that one. I'm not into it, <laughs> you know. All but, right, Kristen, talk about it. But all also, right, now we're going to move on to mine. <laughs> but also vice versa, right? Like, yeah, like, totally. here's, like here's how I know Kristen is totally not into something that I'm digging. Okay. That I'm is, that's, <laughs> that's Kristen's, that's Kristen's like, you do you, boss. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> like, like, watch this. Watch this. You know, Dave Jones really digs the Smashing Pumpkins. Okay. Yeah. See. <laughs> <laughs> not not gonna okay. hate on not gonna not gonna hate on anybody for what they like or what they dig, 
But at the same time, not going to jump on that bandwagon either because we're confident enough to like what we like. Although people do say that My Chemical Romance is following the exact same trajectory as the Smashing Pumpkins. Are they? Conspiracy theory? I don't know. Weigh in. I, well, is, uh, is uh, oh my gosh, what's the, what's the lead singer? From which band? Uh, 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 Chemical My Romance. Chem- yeah. Gerard Way. Gerard. I, I don't know why I was thinking Gunther. I knew it was a G name. Gerard. <laughs> Gunther, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Is Gerard Way going to buy a wrestling organization anytime soon? Um, I don't know if that's in the cards, but like I said, I mean, it took them eight years to do the whole breakup thing. So we'll see. Maybe he's going to, if he, if he owns a wrestling company in a few years, we will know. It is a hundred percent confirmed fact that they are following the same trajectory. Wow. Well, cause you know, Billy Corgan owns the NWA. I know, which is weird. Isn't it? Isn't that strange? It's like you wouldn't. You wouldn't correlate those two things. No, I would have never said, this guy must be a big wrestling fan. Yeah, no. (laughs) Ever. But he's out of that era. You know, 1979, that was, you know, I mean, that's the kind of, anyhow, we're not here to talk about that crap. Look, uh, the email is rockoutloudpod at gmail.com, rockoutloudpod at gmail.com. Email us. Let us know. What do you think of the Struts new album? Um, You can tell us what you don't like about it. I'd love to hear from someone to say, hey, Here's the problem. Or, hey, this is how it does sound overproduced. Yes, you know, this, please, I would like do. that. Ex- I would like that explained to me. Um, but uh, so so I'm going to trust you guys uh, to let me know, those of you that are smarter than I am about stuff like that. Also, uh, would you go see Creed if they get back together? Because, you know, <laughs> chances higher than ever, fans wait with arms open wide. <laughs> Oh my God! We almost got through a whole podcast without you bringing it up. Can you take me higher? All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Kristen is at Xboxing the Stars on Twitter, and uh, we are at Rock Out Loud Pod on Twitter. Hey, get over in that Goliverse group on Facebook if you're on Facebook. You can get there by going to geekoutonline.com slash group. And uh, if you want more Big honkin' Show and that sort of stuff, patreon.com slash geekoutloud. You can support all the shows there if you'd like to. Uh, if you do some shopping at Amazon, go to geekoutonline.com and use those links there. There's also Entertainment Earth links there to some great new products put out for all you Mandalorian fans. I know you, some of you are out there listening. Um... But uh, hey, give the struts a listen, and uh, and have a good time with it. Uh, so that's going to wrap it up for us. Until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Kristen. Rock on, everybody. Rock on, guys. Bye. Don't miss what that guitar is doing in there either. I I just love how much you love that song. Like literally, Steve, like that makes my heart so happy. It totally made my night. It's so good. <laughs>